Leviticus chapter 13. In this chapter, we're going to talk about the laws about leprosy. And leprosy isn't very common today, but I guess back in this time it was somewhat common. It was common enough that a whole chapter of the Bible is devoted to it. But what we'll notice is that the priests, the priests could not heal leprosy. God gave them instructions on how to judge whether or not the person was contagious. And if they were contagious, then the person had to be excluded from the community. And if they were not contagious anymore and they were healed, then the priest pronounced them healed. And then they could clean their clothes, give a sacrifice to God to thank him for their healing. And then they could go back and live with their families. Today, leprosy is called Hansen's disease, and they say that you can't get it from casual contact. But in ancient times, there was no such thing as casual contact because people lived really close together. They lived in big families, and they had loads of contact with people all the time. Online, it says that if you live with somebody with Hansen's disease, then over time, you can get it. It is contagious to people who you live with. What's interesting is the priests couldn't heal leprosy. They could only pronounce the person clean or unclean. But Jesus Christ is our high priest eternal who heals. He heals us. He doesn't just tell us if we're clean or unclean. He makes us clean. If there's anything wrong with us, we can always go to Jesus and he will heal. 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, 2. When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rising, or a scab, or a bright spot, and it become in the skin of his flesh the plague of leprosy, then he shall be brought unto Aaron the priest, or unto one of his sons the priests. Leprosy, it makes your skin lighter than the natural pigment. It can be higher than the skin, and according to the internet, it can also be flat, and it can make the skin feel numb. 3. And the priest shall look upon the plague in the skin of the flesh, and if the hair in the plague be turned white, and the appearance of the plague be deeper than the skin of his flesh, it is the plague of leprosy. And the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean. Maybe that's what the internet is saying, that it could be, it's flat, but in the Bible it says it's deeper than the skin. So then you know it's leprosy, and the person is unclean. 4. And if the bright spot be white in the skin of his flesh, and the appearance thereof be not deeper than the skin, and the hair thereof be not turned white, then the priest shall shut up him that hath the plague seven days. And that's because if it's white, but the hair on it is the normal color of the person's hair, then the person might not be contagious. They have to wait seven days to find out if the person is actually contagious. 5. And the priest shall look on him the seventh day. And behold, if the plague stay in its appearance, and the plague has not spread in the skin, then the priest shall shut him up seven days more. It needs to hold, and I don't know if they marked the skin to show if it had spread or not, or maybe they measured the distance of it to see if it had spread. He has to wait another seven days. So if it doesn't grow again for a total of 14 days, then it will look like he's in the healing stage of it and he's not contagious. He's basically locked up in a place by himself. He can't be with his family and with the regular population. 6. And the priest shall look on him again the seventh day, and behold, if the plague be dim, and the plague be not spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is a scab, and he shall wash his clothes and be clean. If the plague be dim, that means that it's not as white as it was. It's starting to dim.
7, But if the scab spread abroad in the skin, after that he hath shown himself to the priest for his cleansing, he shall show himself to the priest again. If after the priest thought that he was clean, if later on the scab spreads, then he has to go through the same checks again to make sure that it's not spreading. 8. And the priest shall look, and behold, if the scab be spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is leprosy. This seems to show that leprosy could kind of like halt for a while and make you think you're getting well, and then it could start spreading again. 9. When the plague of leprosy is in a man, then he shall be brought unto the priest. 10. And the priest shall look, and behold, if there be a white rising in the skin, and it have turned the hair white, and there be quick raw flesh in the rising, 11. It is an old leprosy in the skin of his flesh, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. He shall not shut him up, for he is unclean. Now this is interesting. That means that wherever they're getting shut up is a special place where they're not sure if the person is clean or not. This is like a separate place. It's not the leprosy camp. Because once they know for a fact that you're unclean, then you have to go to the leprosy camp. If the leprosy makes the flesh rise and the hair in it turns white, then it's definitely leprosy. 12. And if the leprosy break out abroad in the skin, and the leprosy cover all the skin of him that hath the plague from his head even to his feet, as far as appeareth to the priest. 13. Then the priest shall look, and behold, if the leprosy have covered all his flesh, he shall pronounce him clean that hath the plague. It is all turned white, he is clean. Strange as it sounds, if the entire body turns white, then that's a sign that the leprosy is healing. So it must be some sort of stage in the healing. 14. But whensoever raw flesh appeareth in him, he shall be unclean. If the flesh is raw and festering, like a festering sore, then you know that he's not healing, he's unclean. 15. And the priest shall look on the raw flesh and pronounce him unclean. The raw flesh is unclean. It is leprosy. 16. But if the raw flesh again be turned unto white, then he shall come unto the priest. So if it starts going white again, that means that it could be healing. He has to go back to the priest for judgment. 17. And the priest shall look on him, and behold, if the plague be turned into white, then the priest shall pronounce him clean that hath the plague. He is clean. 18. And when the flesh hath in the skin thereof a boil, and it is healed. 19. And in the place of the boil there is a white rising, or a bright spot, reddish white. Then it shall be shown to the priest. This is still talking about leprosy. So this is another way to identify leprosy, is if there is a boil, and the boil has a bright reddish white spot in the center of it. 20. And the priest shall look, and behold, if the appearance thereof be lower than the skin, and the hair thereof be turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. It hath broken out in the boil. You can have boils that are not leprosy. If you have a boil that isn't leprosy, you're not contagious. It's saying that it could be possible that you could have a boil, but leprosy can grow in the boil. If there's a white spot in the boil with the white hair coming out of it, then that means that leprosy has started in the boil. 21. But if the priests look on it, and behold, there be no white hairs therein, and it be not lower than the skin, but be dim, meaning that it's not light, it's starting to get a darker color, then the priest shall shut him up seven days. So in that case, he might be clean, but you're going to have to wait seven days and check it. 22. And if it spread abroad in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a plague. But if after the seven days it spread, then he's unclean. That's an indication that it's leprosy. 
it's neat how it's always seven days because that's the number of completion. It's a complete waiting time. 23, but if the bright spot stay in its place and be not spread, it is the scar of the boil and the priest shall pronounce him clean. So if the white spot is not getting bigger after seven days, then all it is is a scar. 24, or when the flesh hath in the skin thereof a burning by fire and the quick flesh of the burning become a bright spot reddish white or white. 25. Then the priest shall look upon it, and behold, if the hair of the bright spot be turned white, and the appearance thereof be deeper than the skin, it is leprosy, it hath broken out in the burning. And the priest shall pronounce him unclean, it is the plague of leprosy. And burning is one of the symptoms of leprosy, is if your skin has a burning sensation. If your skin feels like it's burning, and there's a bright spot that's reddish white, then that's a sign of leprosy. Now there's other reasons why your skin might be burning. That's why they have to look for the white spot. 26. But if the priests look on it, and behold, there be no white hair in the bright spot, and it be no lower than the skin, but be dim, then the priest shall shut him up seven days. So at this point, it may not be leprosy, because the white spot is not lower than the skin, and there's no white hair in it. So now it's a seven-day wait to see if it spreads. 27. And the priest shall look upon him the seventh day. If it spread abroad in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. If it spreads after seven days, then it's leprosy. 28. And if the bright spot stay in its place and be not spread in the skin, but be dim, meaning it's not white, it's dull colored, it is the rising of the burning, and the priest shall pronounce him clean, for it is the scar of the burning. So if it's dull color like brown or gray, then it's just a scar. 29. And when a man or a woman hath a plague upon the head or upon the beard... 30. Then the priest shall look on the plague, and behold, if the appearance thereof be deeper than the skin, and there be in it yellow thin hair, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a skull. It is leprosy of the head or of the beard. When leprosy grows where you have hair, it will turn the hair yellow, thin yellow, like disgusting thin yellow hair. 31. And if the priest look on the plague of the skull, and behold, the appearance thereof be not deeper than the skin, and there be no black hair in it, then the priest shall shut him up that hath the plague of the skull seven days. These chapters that talk about the laws always mention black hair, and it makes you think that all of the Israelites had black hair. Maybe they did. But as time went by, there was different kind of blood introduced into the Jewish line because some of them went to Africa and had African wives and they were actually black. Like some of the Danites and the Levites are black even today. Then some mixed with other people and they were fair-skinned and all of that. There's a wide variety of different looking Jews today. But the way these verses read in the Old Testament, it makes you think that all of them pretty much had black hair at that time. If the skin looks to be deeper than the other skin and black hair is coming out of it, then the priest has to shut him up for seven days to see if it's leprosy. It means if the hair hasn't turned yellow yet, then it might not be leprosy. If the hair is still black and hasn't turned yellow yet, it might not be leprosy. 32. And in the seventh day the priest shall look on the plague, and behold, if the skull be not spread, and there be in it no yellow hair, and the appearance of the skull be not deeper than the skin. 33. Then he shall be shaven, but the skull shall he not shave, and the priest shall shut up him that hath the skull seven days more. 
I wonder if shaving him has something to do with being able to see more clearly if the leprosy spreads. They have to shave all around it and see if it spreads again. 34. And in the seventh day, the priest shall look on the skull, and behold, if the skull be not spread in the skin, and the appearance thereof be not deeper than the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean, and he shall wash his clothes and be clean. 35. But if the skull spread abroad in the skin after his cleansing, 36. Then the priest shall look on him, and behold, if the skull be spread in the skin, the priest shall not seek for the yellow hair. He is unclean. If it spreads, you don't need to find yellow hair. You know it's leprosy even without the yellow hair. 37. But if the skull stay in its appearance, and black hair be grown up therein, the skull is healed, he is clean, and the priest shall pronounce him clean. The person probably looks funny at this point because they just have one tuft of hair growing out of their beard or out of their head, even if it's a woman. But, you know, hair grows back, so it's not the end of the world. 38. And if a man or a woman have in the skin of their flesh bright spots, even white bright spots, 39. Then the priest shall look, and behold, if the bright spots in the skin of their flesh be of a dull white, it is a tetter. It hath broken out in the skin. He is clean. But tetter could either be ringworm or eczema, and neither of those are contagious. They still need healing, but they're not unclean. 40. And if a man's hair be fallen off his head, he is bald, yet he is clean. God is saying, baldness doesn't mean that you're sick. 41. And if his hair be fallen off from the front part of his head, he is forehead bald, yet he is clean. Now God is saying, a receding hairline doesn't mean that you're sick either. 42. But if there be in the bald head or the bald forehead a reddish-white plague, it is leprosy breaking out in his bald head or his bald forehead. The plague could be on the baldness, but the baldness itself does not make a plague. Same thing with a boil. You could have plague in a boil, but just having a boil by itself is not leprosy. 43. Then the priest shall look upon him, and behold, if the rising of the plague be reddish-white in his bald head, or in his bald forehead, as the appearance of leprosy in the skin of the flesh. 44. He is a leprous man. He is unclean. The priest shall surely pronounce him unclean. His plague is in his head. 45. And the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes shall be rent, meaning they're torn. He has to tear his clothes, and the hair of his head shall go loose. He can't tie his hair up and he shall cover his upper lip. That means he has to wear a veil over his lip, kind of like Middle Eastern women do, except they wear it over their nose, but the leprosy man or woman has to wear the veil over their lip under their nose, which means that they'll be able to breathe a lot easier. God is compassionate because he doesn't inhibit our breathing, and he has to cry, unclean, unclean. God isn't going to expect somebody to say that all day long, but at the point where he's pronounced unclean, he's probably still close to the community and he has to travel to the leprosy camp. But while he's traveling, he has to pronounce himself unclean to everybody so that they'll stay far away from him and they won't touch him while he's traveling to the camp. It isn't to shame the man or humiliate him. It's just to make sure that nobody else gets sick when he's going into seclusion. 46. All the days wherein the plague is in him, he shall be unclean. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall his dwelling be. 47. And when the plague of leprosy is in a garment, whether it be a woolen garment or a linen garment, this is interesting, leprosy can be in something that's dead, a piece of clothing. 48. Or in the warp or in the woof, whether they be of linen or of wool, or in a skin, or in anything made of skin. It can be in a leather skin, the different parts of a fabric, linen, wool, 
49. If the plague be greenish or reddish in the garment, or in the skin, or in the warp, or in the woof, or in anything of skin, it is the plague of leprosy, and shall be shown unto the priest. Garments were more valuable back then than they are today. Today, if something's wrong with your clothes, you just throw them away and go get new clothes. But back then, it took a long time to make clothes. People had to make their own clothes in the family loom. It's hours of work. And to make their own skins, that also took days, maybe weeks, because you have to dry it properly and all that stuff. God had a system for them to judge the fabric. If the fabric came out as leprosy at the end of the waiting time, then they would have to throw it away. But if the fabric healed within the grace period, then they could just wash it and keep it. 50. And the priest shall look upon the plague and shut up that which hath the plague seven days. They must have some location where they can put the fabric in a tent. Maybe they labeled it as so-and-so's garment and then just put it in that place for a certain time period to wait. 51. And he shall look on the plague on the seventh day. If the plague be spread in the garment, or in the warp, or in the woof, or in the skin, whatever service skin is used for, the plague is a malignant leprosy. It is unclean. 52. And he shall burn the garment, or the warp, or the woof, whether it be of wool or of linen, or anything of skin, wherein the plague is, for it is a malignant leprosy. It shall be burnt in fire. So if after seven days the plague has spread in the garment, then you have to burn the garment, and it's definitely going to have to be replaced, which is expensive but worth it so that it doesn't spread into your other belongings. In a garment, there's threads that run one way and threads that run perpendicular to them. The threads that run lengthwise are the warp and the woof is the threads that run up the fabric. You can have the leprosy in either types of threads going one way or the next direction. 53. And if the priest shall look, and behold, the plague be not spread in the garment, or in the warp, or in the woof, or in anything of skin. 54. Then the priest shall command that they wash the thing wherein the plague is, and he shall shut it up seven days more. If it hasn't spread after seven days, they wash it, and then they shut it up seven days more for the test number two, to just to make sure it's not leprosy. 55. And the priest shall look after that the plague is washed, and behold, if the plague have not changed its color, and the plague be not spread, it is unclean. Thou shalt burn it in fire, it is a fret, whether the bareness be within or without. The priest has to make sure that not only does it not spread, but the color has to change, to show that the plague is dead, I guess. 56. And if the priest look, and behold, the plague be dim after the washing thereof, then he shall rend it out of the garment, or out of the skin, or out of the warp, or out of the woof. If it's not as bright or as green, that means that the plague is healing. The priest will cut the part out of the garment so that it can never spread in the garment again, and then the person can keep the rest of the garment. The priest will give them back a garment with a hole in it, but that's better than no garment at all. It can still be used for a lot of things. Maybe it can be patched up. 57. And if it appears still in the garment, or in the warp, or in the woof, or in anything of skin, it is breaking out. Thou shalt burn that wherein the plague is with fire. If the color hasn't changed to a dim color, then the leprosy is still there growing. They need to burn the whole garment. 58. And the garment, or the warp, or the woof, or whatever thing of skin it be, 
which thou shalt wash. If the plague be departed from them, then it shall be washed the second time and shall be clean. After the 14 days, they have to wash it again. After the first seven days, if it doesn't look like it's spreading, they wash it once, wait another seven days. If after the second seven days, which would be day 14, if it still hasn't spread and it's pronounced clean, the priest cuts out the part that originally had the leprosy, they wash the garment again, and now the garment is good. 59. This is the law of the plague of leprosy in a garment of wool or linen, or in the warp, or in the woof, or in anything of skin, to pronounce it clean or to pronounce it unclean. There's two ways that this law helps the people. Number one, it helps them avoid the spread of disease. And also it's very compassionate because it tries to retain as much as possible. So if somebody has leprosy, God doesn't say, oh, put them to death or exile them forever for life. He wants the person to be able to come back when they're healed. In this law, the person is allowed to return to the community once they're healed. And that's really beautiful. God is so compassionate. He's made a place in his law for people to be received back into the community. And same thing with a garment. If most of the garment can be saved, then God wants it saved. He doesn't want that person to lose the entire garment when there was only one little part of it that needed to be thrown away. God is very kind, and he tries to salvage as much as possible for his people. And that concludes Leviticus chapter 13.